And now reading from the book of Revelation, this from chapter 21. I'll be reading verse, from verse 1 through verse 6a. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne say, Look, God's dwelling is here with humankind. God will dwell with them, and they will be God's people. God will be with them as their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. There will be no more mourning, crying, or pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I'm making all things new. He also said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then he said to me, all is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. May God add God's blessings to the reading, hearing, and interpretation of these words. Amen. Today, in those churches that follow the Christian calendar, the liturgical calendar, we commemorate All Saints Sunday. Some celebrate it on the day itself, which is always November 1st. Others, like us, celebrate it on the first Sunday of November each year. The early church commemorated the life and witness of the martyrs from the earliest times, but as the church moved from a body of the persecuted by the culture into a position of, well, an acceptable expression of religious faith, martyrs were few. There were, though, many whose lives served as an example to the community without the sacrifice of death. The church has widely observed the festival of all saints continuously since about the year 600 of the Common Era. Originally kept on May 13th, it was moved to November 1st around 735 and has remained there ever since. Now, I was raised in a tradition that considered talking about saints or all saints day to be almost, well, as some said it in my circles, too Catholic for us. So oddly enough, the topic was avoided in the formal sense as was speaking too highly of Mary, since the Catholics venerated her, it was common sense to my childhood tribe that we generally should avoid talking about Mary too much, lest we all convert overnight to Roman Catholics. It was a slippery slope, at least. Uh, that's the general impression I was given. So imagine my surprise when, as a young adult, I began to read the Bible with a fair amount of seriousness and then to later to study it formally, and I discovered in the New Testament there were 62 references to saints and that St. Paul used the term 44 times to refer to the church on earth and the word even appeared in the Hebrew scriptures. St. Paul was saying that I was one of the saints. In Greek, hagios, holy ones. We are God's saints? How could this be? Saints were not 
uh, were on earth, not exclusively in heaven? How can this be? So after the church tradition of my childhood and then my own discovery and studies reading the Bible, I was a bit confused there for a while. So the question before us is what makes a saint a saint? Well, it is difficult to give a simple, short, straightforward answer. The word saint is used in so many ways. We, of course, often refer, on the one hand, to those who have led exemplary lives, those who serve as example to all of us how to live a good life or a holy life, but have gone on and are no longer with us. People like Sister Teresa, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and so many, many more. We keep days in their honor, and we frequently recognize them with the honorific title Saint. Saint Peter, Saint Andrew, Saint Paul, and so on. There is, however, another aspect of being a saint. Those whom we call the saints on earth, the saints mentioned in the scripture. I think Saint Paul would say baptism is just one mark of sainthood. The writer of Revelation to John in his heavenly vision puts it another way. I heard aloud a voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God now lives among mortals. God will dwell with them and they will be God's people and God will be with them. We are called saints because of God's continuing and abiding presence among us. It is God who is intimately and most fully holy. It is God who accompanied Jesus in flesh and who still accompanies us today. God is that sense of abiding presence that permeates the entire community of faith and creation for that matter. God's people leave room for the sacred and in that sacred space we carve out, we say this space is holy. We call it God's presence. Contrary to popular opinion, it's not just good behavior that makes a person a saint. It is the practice of leaving that space, a certain space for the sacred, for God's presence. And that means different things to different people to accompany us along the way for our everyday, ordinary activities. May I share my bias about humanity with you? Okay, I asked first, thank you. I actually think humanity is pretty fantastic. And that as we celebrate the wonderful aspects of humanity, God also receives a certain sense of credit or glory, as it were, especially in the Christian world. Lots of folks love to talk about the negative aspects of humanity. Have you noticed? On the topic, many, uh, many like to call it original sin. But I like to remind folks more often about original righteousness and the fact that our ancestors in the faith tell the story in the book of, that we call Genesis, God made us in God's own image and said, we are good. It is also true that due to the need of a few to take advantage of the systems around us, we human beings are prone to drift and not to live up fully even to our own potential and that left oftentimes to our own devices, we will eventually even disappoint ourselves. But with God's loving grace and presence before us, in us, around us,
We can grow to the heights of human expression towards fulfilling God's original dream for all of humanity and all of creation that we look and act and are an awful lot like God. Which brings me to the second half of our reading from the Revelation today. In this vision, God's voice thunders from heaven. See, I am making all things new. In this vision, God is making a promise. And any time I hear the word promise, my mind again harkens back to the church of my childhood for reference. There were some things that were less than helpful about this. <laughs> I'll be honest, there are many things I love. But one of the, my most cherished memories was a song that we sang in the children's department, which I'm so grateful for, my childhood church. Maybe you'll recognize the words. With all of the little gusto and our little juvenile bodies that we could muster, we would throw our heads back and exhort the full power of our half-grown lungs when we belted out these words. I am a promise. I am a possibility. I am a promise with a capital P. I'm a great big bundle of potentiality. Had to rhyme. And I'm learning, it went on to say, to hear God's voice, and I'm trying to make the right choice. I am a promise to be anything God wants me to be. As people who live in a world that often advertise perfection in some interesting ways, we often forget that saintliness is much less about perfection and it's so much more about potential and striving towards it. We who are God's saints on earth are called to allow the holy presence, that space we carve out and call sacred in and around us, that presence of God to be a transforming influence in our lives that spur us on toward the very best version, not of someone else, but of ourselves. And we're so often busy trying to arrive so hard that we miss the point that what truly counts isn't the destination, but the journey, the journey itself. For us, sainthood is not about externals, nor piety, nor appearance, or just looking good. In fact, there are no halos to be found in any of those things. It is about instead who we are most truly and authentically. Yes, we are called to do good, but to always remember that it is the one doing good who receives the most benefit by the act of goodness. Today on this day, we celebrate all the saints who have gone on before us. God calls us again to be the clay in the hands of the potter, to enable and to allow God's holy presence in our midst to continue to shape our lives and our faith as God's saints here on this earth. As Christian saints on earth, we are called to live life from the inside out. Isn't that what the incarnation is all about? With God, there is always more than you can see on the outside. I remember hearing a famous lecture by one Dr. James Finhagen, then at the time a seminary dean a number of years ago, and he was speaking about the church in American culture. And Dr. Finhagen said that modern Christians have tended to be hard, crusty on the outside with these tough exteriors, but 
soft inner cores. The challenge is, Dr. Finhagen said, in American Christian culture, is that God calls us to have a solid core and a soft exterior, even as we go about doing incredibly difficult taxing work for God in this world. Historically, Christianity has advocated focusing on forming the inner person, engaging the disciplines that shape who and what we are way down deep in our souls. But then we get up to go forth and do God's good work, sometimes standing up for the voiceless or the marginalized, sometimes feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, and we're not able to find the delicate balance between the solid core and the soft exterior. Sometimes we end up with a hardened exterior because we've been burned, trying to help someone that perhaps took advantage of us or took advantage of the system or perhaps took us for granted or the church for granted or whose faith seemed totally disconnected from how they behaved as we knew them. So balancing the tender compassion with a true hunger and thirst for God's justice, it's a really really tricky balance. And I have to confess, I'm not all the way there yet myself, but I also remember I am on the way, and there is yet hope as I continue to strive on. As the song said, I'm a promise, and so are you. We are a great big bundle of potentiality. As that beloved childhood song put it, even when we cannot see it, God is making all things new. Even someone like me who fails sometimes when I ought to know better. One person of faith who has really helped me over the years since I heard the quote I'm going to share in a moment. The person who said it is Cornell West. And whenever I'm struggling to keep that tender exterior and, and, and a thick skin when I need it and, a ten, and, and vice versa to be soft on the outside and tender on the inside and tender on the outside and, so, and soft on the inside. So that's a lot to say. But I remember what Cornell West once said and suddenly I can find better balance. I hope it helps you. Cornell West once said, never forget that justice is what love looks like in public. You need a mantra to spur you on and you're calling as a saint, there you have it, dear ones. Never forget that justice is what love looks like in public. Today, in churches around the world, many thousands, if not millions, joined us in singing the hymn we sang first thing in our service today, For All the Saints. Nearly every year for as long as I can remember now, we have had that hymn as part of this All Saints Sunday service. But each year, a different phrase, it's amazing, will jump out to me. This year, it was the third verse. If you feel comfortable closing your eyes with me as I read it, I encourage you to do so wherever you find yourself, either here or online. And as you close your eyes, I want you to notice something this verse accentuates. Saints are those who have gone on, but also those who are still living. The third verse of the great hymn, says, O oh, blessed communion, fellowship divine, we live and struggle, they in glory shine, yet all are one in thee, for all are thine.
Alleluia. Alleluia. So my friends, if you're still struggling, if you're still reaching, if you're still trying or striving and, and even at times floundering, you're, you're still a saint in the making, okay? What we will be is not yet fully known, as the scriptures teach us. But even today, we join God's saints who have gone on before us in this mystical sweet communion of strugglers we call saints because we leave room for the sacred even when we're unaware we've done so. The presence of God accompanies us every step of the way in good times and in bad. Someday, but also here and now. Thanks be to God. Amen.